It's Thursday, February 17th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Stock Advisor, Jason Moser, from Inside Value, Joe Maker, and from Hidden Gems, Andy Cross. Guys, good to see you. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. We've got Watson's next move, and we've got some big news from Weight Watchers, but we're going to start today with uh, two little tech companies you may have heard of, Apple and Google. Both are continuing to woo publishers. On Tuesday, Apple introduced a new digital subscription service. Apple takes a 30% cut of digital subscriptions sold via the iPad and iPhone applications. On Wednesday, Google announced a competing service, OnePass, that takes a 10% cut from publishers. So, Jason, I'll start with you. Uh, Clearly, Google's trying to undercut Apple here. Uh, Do you think they can get some traction, or is, is just... Apple unbeatable. No, you know, I love this, actually. It's like as the tech world turns. I mean, we seem to have Google uh, going against Apple just just all the time here. And, and really, in all honesty, I like Google in this position because when you look at the way this is working out, so the biggest thing here, I think, is not just the revenues that the publishers are are being charged from, from the uh, companies here. Google is, is talking about charging publishers 10% of their revenues, and Apple's taking 30%. But even more so, it's the control over the information of the subscribers. So with Google... The the subscribers' information is is going directly to uh, to the publishers. However, with the uh, with with Apple's iTunes uh, application, Apple is going to leave that as, as optional. So the publishers are kind of getting shafted there. I think in in Apple's model, uh, it, it seems like Apple's getting a little bit greedy here. I don't I don't really know that they're going to be able to pull it off. Google's uh, a re- really strong. I, I like their chances here with with the way they're they're offering a. Uh, Apple gets greedy, say it isn't so. (laughs) But but when you look at how many iPhones and iPads are out there, if you're a publisher, can you, I mean, don't you just have to sort of sit back and take it? I mean, can you afford to... Well, if if you're a publisher, I'd say the smart thing is to roll with Android first and stick with them and try and use that as some sort of leverage. I think that's right, because, I mean, it's going to reach more people, I think, with Android. And and even over the long haul, I mean, we see these numbers flip-flopping back and forth as far as market share between, you know, iPhone and, and Android. So it's anybody's guess as to maybe right now it seems like they're running about even. But when you look at the the uh, platforms that, that Android is reaching there, I think that for me at least, I think in the long over the long haul, I see I see Google as being a little bit more accessible there, and uh, and Apple's going to have to probably try to keep up there. Joe, yeah, I mean this deal pretty much sums up the entire dynamic that these guys have. So Apple is going to try and gouge you with the closed <laughs> system, and Android. Google is coming out and saying, we want you in here. We're going to do it for the lowest cost possible. They're really only trying to get back their cost structure just on the 10% fee. So uh, I think it'll continue treating Google well. It's a strategy that's done extremely well over a long time. One Google executive said that they had been planning this announcement for weeks, and it was just a coincidence that uh-huh. it came out a day after Apple. Totally. Do we buy that? <laughs> no. I don't, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Weight Watchers International reported earnings this morning. Fourth quarter profit up 161%. Shares are up more than 30% today, hitting an all-time high. Uh, Joe, this is a stock you've recommended in your service. Uh, let me just take a guess here. Does this have anything to do with the increasing obesity rate in our country? It has a lot to do with it. <laughs> uh, to, to give credit where it's due, the two other guys I work with on the service actually recommended this one. Okay. But it's done extremely well. It's up over 113% since the recommendation. Uh, the results were so good this morning, I honestly thought I was looking at the wrong press release. <laughs> I, I'm serious. They were that good. I just completely blew away top line and bottom line estimates. Uh, the online unit, he's seen sales rise 30% year over year, which makes sense when you think about it. I mean, not a lot of people 
might get excited about the idea of going to a group setting to talk about your weight loss problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some people that's supportive, but some people want to deal with that, you know, in a more private fashion. And that system is certainly catching on. So it, it's been a great ride. Uh, the Center for Disease Control has a map on their website that tracks uh, obesity rate uh, in every state. And going back to the to the mid eighties. 20 years ago, there was not a single state that had an obesity, uh, obesity rate that was over 19%. Today, 49 states have an obesity rate of 20% or higher. Um, so if you live in Colorado, uh, chances are you're in good shape. Other than that, uh, I mean, that's just staggering. Yeah, good, good Colorado air is, is helping everyone <laughs> yeah. be healthy. But it actually is it's a serious problem here, in, in, really in the U.S. And, and, and also in the world. And someone like Weight Watchers and the way they're going about it, um, in a community kind of driven format is very healthy. I mean, studies show that when you join a community like this for a goal, very much like investing, um, your chances of success are far higher. So that's that's really helping drive Weight Watchers to success, success. And, you know, the Jennifer Hudson as well, too. So on some level, if you're a Weight Watchers shareholder, you're really hoping this trend continues. You're really just yeah. you're, you're, you're rooting for America <laughs> not to, to conquer. Get fat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think shares were effectively priced for no new membership growth when we recommended them. And I think they've clearly demonstrated they can add new members at this point. So we're definitely going to be revising upward our valuation. It also seems like they've done a really good job managing that brand because, uh, I mean, I I can think, you know, years back, I mean, Weight Watchers is just that that's the thing. I mean, I've known it forever. I mean, I haven't used it, but it's the one thing. Not that we would judge. No, No. no, no, not at all. You are looking trim, though. <laughs> all right. We've been talking all week about the big showdown on Jeopardy, uh, Watson, the IBM supercomputer against uh, Ken Jennings and Brad Rutter. Uh, Watson just crushed them both. And now, uh, what's next for Watson? Medicine, it turns out. <laughs> IBM has announced that two hospitals, Columbia Medical Center and the University of Maryland, have signed up to test the Watson technology uh, in their medical centers. Andy, are, are, are you interested in getting a checkup from Dr. Watson? Um, maybe not right now. I'm not. Uh, it's very interesting because when you think about uh, technology development over years, this is very similar to how it happens. I mean, Watson runs on 90 servers. I, mean, I don't know how much it costs to develop the technology over yeah, five but he years. Yeah, but he won some of that back. He won $75,000. Well, plus a million dollar award. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, you IBM's go. R&D budget is $6 billion, billion a year. So not quite covering those costs. <laughs> well, well, if they let him stay on the show, he could Probably earn a lot of that. <laughs> I mean, if he went on like Wheel of Fortune, you know, he'd like just kept that up. making the circuit. You know, <laughs> yeah. Wheel of Fortune, just kind of go the Price is Right route. So, um, technology progresses this way. So it's very high end um, through universities, corporations, government, NASA. However, they get developed, and then it eventually, over years, gets pushed down to us, and then all of a sudden, we have the capability to do massive amounts of computing power right in the palm of our hands through our iPhones or Google phone or, you know, Android phone. So I think that it's interesting to see them go down this route. I just don't know how UMD and, and uh, the other hospitals will be using the technology. This is the most attention that IBM has gotten in a long time, and, and probably rightly so. Um, as investors, when you look at IBM, the company, the business, when you look at the stock, what do you make of it? Is it a, a stock that's at all attractive to you, Jason? It, you know, Watson strikes me as being like the ultimate search engine. I mean, this this thing was basically taking you know the the Jeopardy question in, and within you know just less than a second, processing everything down to 
basically one answer. So, I mean, it's doing what we do every day when we Google and Bing and whatever else, you know, on our search engines. I kind of wonder if, if IBM is not going to look to take this in that direction. I mean, whether it's it's for medicine or not, I I, I don't know how they will, but but it just seems to be very powerful. And, you know, like Andy was saying, it's the kind of thing that will trickle right down to us eventually. And they're using the brand. I mean, they, they are using this kind of um, in, in all of IBM's advertisements. Like, we're trying to solve the world's problems, collaboration, yep. Watson-type thinking. I mean, you see them I mean, all, all over this the, the weekend sports shows. So they're using this kind of thinking. And, and ultimately, that will probably help IBM on the on the marketing front. I just don't know what the, what's in store with, uh, with the stock, given the um, – given the business um, outlook for. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a great headline, and I'm sure they'll be able to develop some interesting actual legitimate business practices and lines off of this down the road, to Andy's point. But right now, I don't think anybody could use this as a crutch to talk yourself into buying the stock and if you also, weren't already interested. Yeah, and it's also a, a big consulting business is, is really where a lot yeah. of the revenues are made, too. So. I think the real beneficiary from all this is Ken Jennings. I mean, I've been listening to this guy on radio shows. He's putting out yep. books. I mean, IBM's going to get a little FaceTime here in the newspaper. <laughs> I think next week we'll have probably forgotten about it, but Ken Jennings is still going to be there. So finishing number two or three, wherever you finish, is actually a good thing for I, Yeah, and I mean, what, Brad Rutter? Didn't know him before this. <laughs> and and to, give, to give Ken Jennings and Brad Rutter credit, they did correctly identify that Toronto is not a U.S. city. <laughs> well, so, what, I mean, what? come on, IBM. Five, yep. five years... <laughs> Five years developing Watson, you couldn't get that one done. Uh, just in closing, around the table real quick, do you have a favorite robot? Joe, I'm going to go with you first. I'll go HAL 9000. I think he's just misunderstood. <laughs> really? Can yeah, we... he's good at heart. Uh, he's good at heart. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever suggested that before. Jason? You know what's coming to mind is that robot that's freaking Polly out, I think. Is it Rocky Three? <laughs> oh, that's a great robot. Oh, yeah, yeah. in Rocky Three. Yeah. yeah. That was a yeah. solid robot. Yep. That actually, I think that robot also made a cameo on Family Guy. You're right. I'm You're absolutely sure right. I remember that. that. You're right. Andy, you got a favorite robot? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, gosh, I'm drawing a blank, but um, that was up for the Academy Award, and it was in space. And Wally? Wally. Wally. Wally is my robot of choice. It's a uh, cute robot. It's yeah. a very cute robot. I'm going old school. I'm going the robot from Lost in Space. <laughs> just because he That's just constantly freaked out uh, that, that whining doctor on there. All right. <laughs> Joe Mager. Jason Moser, Andy Cross. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Markets are closed on Monday for the holiday, so we will be back next Tuesday. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and check out Motley Fool Money this weekend at MotleyFoolMoney.com. No Tweaky, you communists. What's wrong with you? <laughs> tweaky was solid. Did, wasn't there a... He was a good one. Didn't Tweaky have a girlfriend, too? If I could have remembered him. From Buck Rogers? Yeah, yeah, Tweaky from Buck Rogers. But tweaky, did, yeah. Did, 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 did. Yeah, yeah. And, and do, you, do you know the, uh, who was the voice of Tweaky? Mel Blank, right? Mel Blank. You're coming strong oh, to the wow. hoop with your turtle. Didn't Tweaky make a, uh, make a love boat appearance one time? Probably. Good God, really? I think he did.